0: What's going on, everybody? We now welcome you on to episode two of Off the Hardwood. I'm your host, Sam Masson. I'm joined over Zoom due to unforeseen circumstances with COVID by my good friend, Tyson Gilbert. Um, Very special guest on the show today. We got NABC All-American, Peach Belt Conference Player of the Year, and current Flagler Point Guard, and our good friend, Jacek Lottie. Jacek, how we doing, man?
1: We doing good, man. You know, it's another day, another dollar. So just out here trying to get better every day, just like the rest of everybody.
0: Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And so for those of you guys out there who don't know Jacek's story, so Jacek played his high school ball at Cherokee Trail. He graduated in when? 2017? Yeah, 2017.
1: 2017.
0: Okay. So then after CT, he went on to play at the University of Arkansas Little Rock, which is in the Sunbelt Conference. Um, He played there for three seasons, had a lot of success, played a lot, started a lot of games. And then this past summer during COVID, he made the decision to transfer to Flagler College, which is a Division II school in where? Florida?
1: Yeah, what part of St.
0: Augustine. St. Augustine, okay, yeah. And then they're in the Peach Belt Conference. Um, but, yeah, man, he had a really, really good season this year. We'll kind of let him talk about that in a second. But like we said earlier, uh, NABC All-American Peach Belt Conference Player of the Year, led Flagler to the first Final Four in school history. Um, yeah, man, just kind of break down what that season was like for you this year.
1: Uh, first off, it was just a crazy season because of COVID. Like, I got to Florida, bro, and we couldn't, we couldn't even get into our own gym for about, a month so we were practicing at this church and like it was a church but the gym floor was like an elementary school floor like it was not like a real court like it was crazy but we had to practice there every day and it was like 15 minutes away so um I mean just uh just before the season even started that that's crazy itself but uh when season started we we got very blessed because all six of our uh, non-conference games were all d1 teams So we got uh, got to see, like, how we matched up very quickly. Um, And I think that gave us a lot of maturity and a lot of uh, confidence going into a regular season. And then after we got back from Christmas break, conference started, we lost our first game in conference and then didn't lose again after that until the Final Four.
0: Jeez. Wait. Okay. So you said you guys played six D1 teams. What? Who did yeah. you beat? Because I remember you guys beat somebody. Somebody was like an ex NBA player tweeted that you guys beat. A, I think it was Florida International, but I'm not sure.
1: No, we beat University of Florida and Central or uh and um uh, yeah Central Michigan.
0: Central Michigan. That's who it was. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I remember Central Michigan.
1: Central Michigan and uh North Florida.
0: Okay. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I just should remember who it was.
1: Yeah. And I think you're talking about Murray Spates tweeted it out.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's exactly who it was. So, like, how was the uh, what was the transition like from from D one to D two? And um, like, what what differences did you notice, if if any, really?
1: Uh, the transition. I mean, it was it was a smooth transition. Just because at the end of the day, it's basketball. But the biggest difference for me is on the court. It's like athleticism and size. Like, you're not going to see crazy athletes every night crazy size every night you like like you are a d1 um but there is a lot of hoopers in d2 like like people think because it's d2 basketball it's not you know good basketball but there's a lot of hoopers that could really hoop d2 bro um and off the court i would say the biggest transition for me was just like as as bad as this sounds bro i had to do everything like at little rock everything was basically done for me like i would go to the library to get my books it, they would already have them in a bag. Like at Flagler, bro, I have to go to the library. I have to get all my books for classes. Like, I have to pay for that, you know? So, like, that's the biggest difference for me is just, like, pretty much growing up is basically what I'm saying.
0: Man, I don't know if I'm ready for all that, bro.
1: Yeah, I, I'm I sure that's I how I know I'm exactly
0: like... what you're talking about with the books and the bags and all that, man. Yeah. yeah. is is,
2: is, uh, is newer to the D2 life. It's a little different.
1: <laughs> it is a little different. You're going to have to. To budget yourself a little bit differently too Sam I'm not <laughs> gonna lie
2: <laughs>
0: no yeah um, but no. so when you look at the landscape of college basketball this year obviously a lot of people are transferring um, and then when even you, when you look down into division two you know there was a couple guys with similar resumes to you in terms of being super successful at that level that ultimately chose to leave and then you know they found themselves at high major division one programs you obviously stayed at Flagler this year. Um, so kind of talk about a little bit about what went into that decision to stay in Florida versus putting your name in the portal and seeing kind of what you could get.
1: Um, I think at the end of the day, all I could really say is, like, if it's not broken, then you don't need to fix it, you know. Um, everyone is so caught up in this D1, D2. I need to go high major. I need to do this to get to the league, you know. At the end of the day, like, all my peers, like Chauncey and, like, Marie space I even talked to him. Like, if you're hooping, you're putting up numbers, bro, they're going to find you, regardless if he's D2, D1. Um, and so, like, my my biggest thing was, I, I, I'm going to be honest with you, I tried to transfer. Like, I was going to transfer to another school. But being that when I transferred from Little Rock to Flagler, I lost a lot of credits because it's a liberal arts school. It's a private school. Not a lot of credits will transfer. I couldn't graduate this year. And... That being said, I, me already transferring one year, I couldn't do it again. So pretty much that's another reason why I stayed because I really had no option to. But I'm happy to be at Flagler. Like with that being said, I'm not saying like it was chosen for me. I don't want to be there. Like I'm not saying that. Like I, I'm happy to stay at Flagler just because, you know, we made it to the Final Four. So I'm excited to see what we could do next year.
0: No, yeah, definitely. We'll uh, we'll chill with that though. There's gonna be some uh, there's gonna be some other dudes playing D2
2: next year too. Nah, nah,
1: nah. I, I'm hoping <laughs> we play, y'all, man. I'm not even gonna lie. No,
2: nah, and um, this year, like, I, I watched a few of your games, and you could just tell, like, you had a you had a different, like, a, a, you got your you you had a bounce to you, like, you were playing confident as ever, and and like what Sam was saying, uh, Peach Belt Player of the Year, um, first team All Peach Belt, just just going crazy. So like. Tell us a little bit about, like, the the tournament experience and and making it as far as you guys did.
1: It was crazy. Um, It definitely wasn't anything close to the D1 tournament, but it was definitely cool because all the teams stayed in one hotel. Um, We had to get tested every day, like, 9 in the morning every day. Uh, Then we only had, like, a certain amount of time on the court, so it wasn't like a normal practice. Like, you had to get everything in that needed to get in in a a quick amount of time because you had another team coming on right after you. So as soon as you touch the court, your time started. As soon as it ends, you got to get off the court. So, you know, it's it's tough. And then for us, it was very tough because the first we played on a – I don't remember what day it was. But we played at 9.45 at night. We were the last game of the day while everyone else played. It was a Wednesday night at 9.45, and then the next – we won that game. The next day, we had to play 9.45 again. So just that transition, it was, it was hard for our team because, like, you wait all day – you're in the room all day, can't go nowhere, and then you have to play, you know? So it was, it was kind of tough, I'm not going to lie.
0: No, yes. I feel that. In D2, the tournament, it's all based off uh, location, right? Well, at least, like, the Regions portion of it is?
1: Yeah, Regions is, is, is based off location. And then once you make it to the Elite Eight, it's, they have, like, a set. Every year it's in Indiana, at Evansville. Mm-hmm. Um, and that arena is huge, bro. That place is big.
0: No, yeah, it looked uh, it looked sweet on TV, but no, um, so kind of switching gears. Obviously, we talked about how you're going to stay at Flagler, but you also recently announced that you were going to test the waters of the NBA draft and declare for the draft. Um, so I guess kind of just break down, how, one, how that process has been going and what you've kind of been getting out of the whole thing.
1: What uh, went well, in that t- decision was just talking to my coaches and, you know, talking to the people I know, um, and they were all telling me, like, with the season that I had this year, it it wasn't going to hurt me to, you know, see what they have to say about me. Um, And that whole process went, I had to contact my coach, contact my AD, let them know what I was doing. And we have to fill out all this paperwork and send it in. And they actually just called us two days ago telling us that they got um, my information. It's going to be processed. Um, And so now I'm just, you know, trying to train. I can't, I can't really hire an agent because then I'll lose my eligibility. So it's gonna to be tough trying to get like workouts and stuff, or even you know people trying to contact me. But um, I'll definitely get a scout grade, and that's the main reason why I did it is I want to see what they want to say, I can get better at, and what – you know my my strengths, my weaknesses, and so that's that's probably the main reason why I did it.
0: No, yeah, and that was kind of my uh my next question was obviously you kind of touched on it, but like um like have you been able to hear from any teams um or like what have they been like what have they been saying basically.
1: No, I haven't. We haven't heard from any teams, cause like we just we submitted it. Probably I would say like a week ago. Okay. Um, and they just called us. The NBA just called us two days ago, saying everything's being processed. So I'm sure once that goes through, then um, I'll I, hopefully I'll start hearing from teams, and yeah, I'll let, I'll keep you guys updated. Not
0: for sure. Yeah. Are you still out in Florida training?
1: Yeah, I'm in Florida. Okay. I, I, this summer though, I'll be in June and July. I'll be living in um, Kansas. One of my teammates, their uh, people is Mocan. Mocan people, you know Mocan mm-hmm. League? Yeah. And so I'll be training with a whole bunch of, uh, like, pros and people that play with Mocan, and it'll, it'll be fun. Oh, yeah, for sure, for sure.
2: Definitely. Um, so my next question is just, like, what kind of goals do you have for yourself? Um, just just upcoming with the, with the draft process, and then – if you if you end up going back to school, like what what do you see yourself doing in this this upcoming year? Cause you went crazy last year. So you got you got what you what you trying to build on?
1: Oh uh, my goal for the draft is just you know to get my name out there, get get people to know who I am. Um I mean all of us like me, you Ty, Sam, like all of us we, we dreamed of making it to the NBA and like to be able to have a season to where I could put my name in the draft and be confident and like hearing feedback is like crazy to me. Um, But obviously my goal is to either, you know, get drafted or get a a, a G League deal, you know, two-way contract, something like that. Um, But if not, coming back to school, my main goal, bro, and like as bad as I don't think it sounds bad, but like the only actually accolade I care about is trying to win D2 player of the year. Mm -hmm. Um, And so obviously I want to get to the championship and and win that. Um, But other than that, I want to try to get D2 player of the year.
0: No, yeah, for sure. So I remember um, a couple months ago, you put out a tweet talking about finding the right fit. Um, and as a dude like who was just in the transfer portal this past year, like the right fit is huge. And I think you know the term the right fit it can mean a bunch of different things just based off of what you're trying to get out of basketball. But kind of for you, talk about what that means to find the right fit and how that benefited you personally. Um, because I think it was obvious. Like I think you found the right fit this past year, and I think it benefited you substantially so kind of talk about like what that all means to you
1: yeah so basically what that means to me is just like having a coach that that cares for you off the court uh just coming from the situation I came in with Little Rock it was just a tough situation for me um I don't want to get into all that but it was just where a coach you know I wanted to walk in every day and the coach see me and be happy to see me like want to see me get better that day push me to get better you know And, and and someone who cares that much on the court and even more off the court. So that, to me, is a fit. Like, when a coach is asking you about, you know, school basketball, but then also can he sit here and ask you about your dad and your mom and your little sister, and they can build a relationship, like, with your family. Um, at Little Rock, bro, I'm not going to lie, if my parents would have walked into a game, I don't think my coach would have known who they were.
0: Man, it
1: was like that? Yeah, bro.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, college coaching—it's a
2: business. A lot of people don't realize that.
1: Yeah, it is. It's, intense, it's crazy. Man. It is crazy.
2: So, um, for so we're looking at say like a kid who has has a few D1 offers but is not heavily looked at and is trying to chase that like that D1 dream. Like, what what were some things that you would try and tell them? Because like being being from say we're, say we're being from Colorado, like dudes like kind of in our shoes who we're, we're under recruited and just bottom line so like what would, you, what would you tell them
1: i would say honestly i would say stay in the gym uh like try to try to get better every day like at the end of the day you can only control what you can control and being in the gym and getting better is something that you can control um and i think all that other stuff will come with it uh like i keep i keep telling myself and everyone around me like people keep telling me, like if if you can hoop that, you know they're gonna find you, and that goes for college as well. Like if you put all your time and effort into the gym and getting better, and not worry about all this politics stuff, and not—it's—it's it's harder said than done. But not stress about where you're about to go, and not stress about you know if you're make D one, you're fit. Like when I when I transferred D two, bro, I'm not gonna lie. Like I felt not like a failure, but I felt like people would look at me differently. You know, mm-hmm. just being the player I was in high school, and then going D one, I felt like people would look at me like, oh, this kid's going D two but when I got there, I realized like, it's, it's not D2. Like people can hoop, bro. And Sam, I'm sure, you know, like D1, D2, to me, it doesn't matter anymore. Um, And I think just being at a D2, I finally see that, but to these kids, like D1, D2, it don't matter, bro. Like basketball is basketball. At the end of the day, if you put the ball through the hoop, you go and get seen.
0: No. Yeah. I agree. 100%. I think at the end of the day, like you get, you know, four, I guess with COVID maybe five years, but whatever it is, you only get a certain amount of time to play basketball in college, which a lot of kids grow up dreaming of doing. And I think it's just so important that you get the best experience possible for yourself within those certain amount of years that you're playing. Um, Because like you said, you only get a certain amount of time. But uh, I dude, I totally remember what you were saying about how you were feeling when you committed. Um, And even for us, like when we were working out, like you could just kind of see it after some workouts and you were sitting there. Because like for being from Colorado, obviously, we never we didn't really know much about where you were going and stuff like that. And then, you know, within two weeks into the season, like all you're hearing about is how Jacek had, you know, 30 plus four times or something like that. So it was just really, really cool to see for us just because like I knew how much that decision was weighing on you and how much you were how much pressure you were feeling going down there.
1: Yeah, I think that's what makes this this little interview so special because all of us trained together last summer. Like we was in the gym, like going at each other, you know. Mm-hmm. um and I think that's that's huge for, for everyone to see and know
0: no yeah absolutely and I mean you know you've been our guy forever I mean we've been playing against each other since you know beginning of high school and middle school and so I think you know it was really cool for us just to get you on here especially after this season you had I mean it was really awesome for
2: us definitely I'm just really glad you you said like like there's really there's really dudes who can hoop in in all divisions you know what I'm saying like and I know there's some dudes you've seen in in, in your conference. You were like, "Damn, like he can he can really go." So I mean, it's really like you you, you both were saying it's all about fit and, and just going somewhere where you're really appreciated and not tolerated. I think that's exactly that's, that's,
1: yeah, that's well that's really well put right there, Ty. Mm-hmm.
0: No, yeah, for sure, man. Well, that's all we got on the docket, man. Um, like we said, bro, we really appreciate you coming on. Um, I'm sure we'll see you real soon, training or whatever. But uh, you know, best of luck with the pre-draft stuff, and for sure, keep us posted on how that all goes. Um, we'll be posting updates on the on the pod about how that's going for sure. Yeah, yeah.
1: Definitely. I bet. I appreciate y'all for having me, man. For real. yeah, no
0: no, yeah definitely, man. I'm glad, well, glad you
2: came on and, and chatted up with us. Yeah, hey, man, sir,
0: First ever. This is the first ever interview in the history of this show. <laughs> You're a guy on, man.
1: Yes, yeah, sir. First ever. Yes,
0: let's, sir. Let's yes, sir. Let's all, let's right, bro. It, all right, man. Take care, Doing your thing, and we'll uh, we'll stay in touch.
1: All right. Sounds good. I appreciate y'all. All
0: right, brother. I'll talk to you later, man.
1: All right, later.